Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine, grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl Sapphire. Oh my god, y'all. You're probably wondering who the fuck who the fuck is under the mask, okay? But like I I want to throw some clues out. First of all, she is a returning guest. A fair like scary movie enthusiast. I think it goes without saying like me, Scream is probably one of our favorites. If we had to choose, we would probably fuck with the ghost face. And um, he just wants to make sure you are nothing but a safe slut when it's time to get your slut on. It's none other than my good, 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 good friend. I, I want to say in my head, like, my good, good girlfriend, who I just, like, I've had recurring sex dreams that she does know about. Okay, so I'm, like, <laughs> safely saying this. But, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back. My girl, safe slut, Trisha, a.k.a. The Cassie Black. Welcome, girl. Thank you. Ah! Oh my God. Okay, so I'm so excited. My audience forgot to like you, but here we go. There she goes. <laughs> I think we can reveal our faces. Like we have come to the conclusion. Oh my God, I feel like I can't talk in that. <laughs> right? I messed up my damn fro. Let me make sure. Okay, makeup is good. No, yes, you are. Blush, all right. Okay, we good? Eyes? <laughs> audience everybody who's probably watching the stream trust me we're in lingerie for you like yes you're gonna get the audio but you want to get the visual let me just say we did not plan anything but lingerie and our screen masks and we both however channeled each other's slutness for horror and both have some glitter on you look fabulous yeah <laughs> spooky and slutty always <laughs> Oh my God. So since the last time we talked, I feel like so much has happened with you. Um, first of all, it's been like four years since we first met due to the pandemic. That's so <laughs> it's, it's wild, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Crazy. And I feel like I was just diagnosed with herpes when we first did the podcast also. Yes, actually, um, that was the same for me. It was my like recent mm-hmm. di- diagnosis. And I said, whoever, you know, I feel the safest to come out with than you because you helped me through my traumas. So thank you so much. And I really don't want to say trauma because yes, this is a horny for horror episode, but I feel like a lot of people when it comes to herpes, it is like the end all be all when they first get it. And of course, you know, we've talked about it before, but I feel like now more than ever out of the pandemic, you know, flashing forward, you really have gone from like being this spokeswoman and just like, I don't want to say the first, like the face of safing it up with herpes, but just like, I feel like there's no one I don't know in the industry in and out that doesn't know your name or just know what, you know, the brand Safe Slut has really done for herpes ab- 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 advocacy. Oh my God. So you got me tongue tied. Oh my God. So how has it been for you? Like what? Catch us up real quick. Yeah, so it's been good. I feel like when I started Safe Slut, initially it was like specifically just 
herpes focused and like it's still ooh, love to see it <laughs> it's still obviously like so much about herpes and destigmatizing that but it turned into this whole like sex positive thing and i was like i'm able to talk about things that i've always wanted to talk about in terms of like sexuality and like i've always been interested in like sex and porn sex positivity like all of it so it's cool that i can just like combine everything and um also incorporate like writing and reiki and a year or two into starting safe slut i started posting my nudes on OnlyFans, <laughs> um and then it kind of went from like just nudes to like all right just a little video to like okay i'm gonna like film me fucking people and like so it, it's turned into this whole thing and so that's really like taken off and then also i'm now as of like a month or so ago um delving into the mainstream porn industry which i didn't think i'd be able to do being herpes positive i, I didn't think that like I was like my little dream I, I was always like dreamed of being a porn star and I was like when I got herpes I was like oh no I can't do that and yeah I'm doing it you know it's crazy um we're also talking about this too because it is a very big move for you and I've talked about this behind the scenes that the moment you told me that you were considering going into porn one you know of course any of my friends who you know just even express their interests. I'm always like, you know, are you sure you want to do this? You know, how do you feel about it going into it? But then also, I think I even told you, you are also setting like a new statement for porn because a lot of porn stars, you know, believe it or not, y'all do have herpes and it's not the end all be all. In fact, you know, shout out to one of my girls, Goss Charlotte. She tweeted this. I want to say about three, four years ago. If not, sue me. It might be even longer than that. But she said, basically, everyone in porn has herpes, whether they have symptoms or not. It's not included in standard testing because it would be totally pointless to test for. Nobody would be able to work and the blood test doesn't indicate genital or oral location, only the type. Don't worry. And then she puts a thumbs up. I think that's a powerful statement to make because, yes, in porn, you know, this, the testing, like we said in every day, you kind of have to specify, you know, still. But the good thing is with porn, no one goes without, you know, testing for two weeks. It doesn't matter if you are shooting, you know, the next day, the next week. They want to make sure that people's testing is up to speed because anything can fucking happen. And, you yeah. know, how do you feel about that, you know, going into porn now that you are out in the open, if you say, you know, to work? But also you are, you know, now you have kind of like an extra bump to your no list when it comes to working. Yeah, well, I feel like it's like one. Yeah, like everyone in the industry basically has it. It's just no one's really talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's just, it goes without saying, but it's also just like everyone in the world most likely has herpes. Um, and just in terms of like being really open about it, like. I'm sure there's people who are going to be like, okay, if she's, maybe they won't want to work with me because of it, which is fine. It's, I don't think it'd be like, oh, I'm afraid of getting it. Maybe it's just, they don't want to be associated with someone who has it, which is like totally fair. Like I'm, I'm not doing like mainstream porn, like full time. It's kind of like I have, I do very different things. So I'm like, okay, like I'll shoot some scenes. Maybe like I'll go to like Vegas, shoot some scenes and then whatever, you know, um, but I, I will say, like, I love the the testing 
that happens in the industry. It makes me feel very safe. Um, yeah, like I got tested where I go, like you go to like talent testing. It's a little pricey, um, but it's like less than 24 hours and like it's super quick. Um, and they even do like MGen. So like they, they get it all. So definitely feel safer. Now the MGen, if I'm not uh, mistaken, that's basically the rapid testing that they do, right? Yeah. So that one is through blood test, I okay. think. Okay. Yeah. Because I know yeah. like some things have changed, especially out of the pandemic, as far as like the testing. And for me, behind the scenes, I only get the paperwork later. I don't deal with, you know, the casting calls or anything like that. But I do make sure, you know, anybody who is on set on QC, everybody was accounted for and making sure like, you know, everybody's not to say clean, a clean bill of health. But let's just make sure that everybody is non-reactive or negative at the time of shooting. And I think that's very right. important to even discuss, too, because I feel even in porn, there's always this like ick factor that we hear about, you know, oh, you do porn. Oh, all the porn stars are dirty. And it's like, no, no one's dirty unless they're dirty on camera. <laughs> and like, if anything, like we're actually like a safer person to sleep with because we're getting tested so frequently. Whereas like I've hooked up with like civvies as we call it. Mm -hmm. And like, and like, they never get tested. Like this is the first time I'm like, I'm like, like sleeping with like men that I'm like, wow, you just got tested. Like, that's like remarkable. Like, you know, <laughs> are you telling me you're about to be just like dropping the panties getting that marriage proposal just because they said, Ooh, I got a clean bill of health, baby. Let's do this. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes the sexiest thing is whether you're randomly hooking up with somebody or somebody you've been talking to, I think the hottest thing now is to, for them to present the test papers before even asking. Oh my God. It's so hot. And like, I've also been told that like me disclosing to people is such a turn on for them. Cause they're like, wow, like she's being so safe. She like, I can trust her more. Like she's a great communicator and all of that. So being open about your status is hot. I love it. Speaking about disclosures, yeah. let's talk about that. Have you found it a little bit different disclosing, you know, now that you are getting into porn, like which side do you think is harder to disclose? Um, I think dating is harder in like, I haven't had any issues disclosing in porn. Cause it's like one people usually already know because like, if they, they already follow me, then it's like literally in my bio. Mm -hmm. Um, cause black is the HSV positive, the goth HSV positive, like little fairy. Um, so they see it right in the bio. So like that, that hasn't been an issue. And like, everyone's been like down, um, which is great. And I, I know a lot of people who also are in the industry who have it and don't disclose it, which like in that setting is, is, is fine mm -hmm. because it just kind of, it just kind of assumed that like you probably have it. So it's not like the be all end all to disclose in that setting. I, I just, you know, yeah, it's on my bio. So like, you're, yeah, you know, you're gonna, I you're gonna it. know. <laughs> it's crazy because I remember after the first time you and I did an interview and there were so many porn stars that reached out to me personally afterwards that I worked with. And they were like, had I known that you were going through the same thing I did, you know, I wish I was able to talk about it more. But now you make it feel comfortable to talk about it, you know, to my confidence when it comes to set. 
So I do know that a lot of the women that did confide in me and one actual big star guy actually confided in to me as well. And he was like, you know, I know that the women that I mostly work with have, you know, told me about the disclosure or like one time I got to say, I thought I was in the clear. Everything had to stop. You know, and I just said, you know, I was just having stomach pain or something like that. But I think now with you just out in the open, I think what could happen is the conversation more on set. You know, if someone has, yeah. you know, symptoms as soon as they get on set and then it's like, OK, instead of asking for a replacement or postponing, maybe now, you know, others can come out in the open and be like, hey, I understand that you have this. I have this. If you feel comfortable, we can continue to do this. But I think there's also right. that stigma is if it's going to look right on camera. And yeah. I, you you're know? saying if there's, if there's an actual outbreak is what you're saying? Or like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like, it, it would depend. Because it'd be like, if you have like a really painful outbreak, then like, you probably wouldn't even want to do it anyways. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're like also already has it, and like for me, like I don't really get outbreaks anymore. Maybe the skin will get a little bit red. So like for me, you wouldn't notice right? Um, for the most. So it would be like kind of like that situation. But I do think that like a big reason why I wanted to do mainstream porn in addition to being a hoe um, <laughs> <laughs> is like, I do think it's important to like destigmatize herpes. And like, I think I could do it in that setting in terms of just like in the industry itself of maybe like opening the door for those kind of conversations but then also having like all these like like straight men watching me and being like oh wow like she's hot let me follow her being like whoa she has herpes what the fuck mm -hmm. and then it, and then like feels turn and then they're like oh okay i didn't know this and then they get educated um so that that's the that's the goal essentially is destigmatizing oh. it through being a huge slut yeah it, it's crazy to me because the thing that now herpes at this point, we're going on, I think, 40 years. I think the first time herpes came about was like around 1983, give or take. And it was two years after, you know, HIV. So it's like the whole hysteria period you would think has gone down. But I feel like yeah. there's still this like evil word of herpes that's still like people just cower out at it. I don't understand. And what's crazy I was watching this movie just before we started this interview. It's called, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I was looking up herpes related horror movies or herpes related dramas. And the only one that came out was this movie, which you guys can go see on Tubi. Highly suggest to get an ad blocker because, you know, ads are annoying. Um, but it's called Intimate Agony. Please tell me you've seen it, Trish. It is one of the most iconic movies I've ever seen. It's so camp. It's, I watched it when I was like first diagnosed too. Cause I was like, I need to like, yeah. Cause I was just like, I don't know. Yeah. And I thought it was, hysterical. I think, I, I think if you like scroll on safe slot on my Instagram, on my highlights from like literally 2020, like you see me post about it and it's just like so over the top and it plays into that like hysteria of like, oh my God, if you have herpes, like you're like, what is it? Like you, you're going like, to die. The baby's going to die. going to die. Like, oh my God. Yeah. It's. I haven't seen it in forever. I actually might have to do a rewatch after this. I think um, you should. I think you should. It's literally so campy. I love it. it it's very campy, but it was like, I was telling my sir, my fiance, baby. Oh, 
my fiance, y'all. I was telling him about it. And I said, there was this one iconic scene where one of the girls, clearly she's like in her teens, sexually active, and she gets it. And her like homegirl reacts in a weird way where I guess they're like at a clothing store and she's kind of like, oh, I shouldn't have let you wore that. And she kind of like dusts off her hands. Like people thought, you know, you can get herpes just like you got AIDS apparently from a handshake. No, unless your vagina and your penis is doing a handshake with another part of the genitalia. Hello. Yeah. You're not getting it. You're, You're not, not getting, getting it that it. way. Yeah, it's, it doesn't happen that way. But of course, you know, this is the 80s. It's very soap opery. So then flash forward towards the end, I guess like her homegirl's like, it's time to go out and start dating again. And there's one point where she confines in this other guy. And she's like, well, I might as well just go out and tell you before we get any further I have herpes and she's like about to cry and she's getting ready to leave. And the guy looks at her and he's like, it's kind of scary when you first reveal it at first. Right. It's like that death sentence. No one wanted. And I'm like, uh, wait, was this the guy that, that's the married guy? No, 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 in the movie? no, no, no. So the married guy, he lied. He lied about his status. Cause like the doctor, there's a whole doctor that comes to the island and he's a specialist in herpes. So he's trying to spread awareness and he finds out like this island that's like Cape Cod, supposed to be like Paradise Cove. That's what they call it. Some, you know, very white, rich, affluent, you know, island. Basically, the island is now devastated with the herpes epidemic, as they're calling it. But they want to keep it under wraps. And so the married guy he actually infected his wife and infected two other women and he lied to the doctor about his true, you know, background, lied about his name, everything. So he, like half of the movie is like going to track down patient zero, essentially. Go right. figure, go figure. <laughs> I need to rewatch. Cause I, I forgot all that, all the outs of it. All I remember is like the guy cheating and like, the woman has a baby and like it's it's yeah. messy it's messy i don't want to spoil it but yeah, again spoilers but yeah <laughs> i mean by far though it's the only movie i've personally seen in the media where they're talking about herpes and actually throwing in some like truth in it which is great yeah like there were any like jokes herpes specific movies they're like there's herpes jokes, but there's not like a movie about herpes. Facts. But there will, be, there will be a porn about herpes soon. Are you giving us some inside tea? You know, just a little, a little, you know. Y'all, if <laughs> I mean, those who are subscribed to the video, y'all just saw the face. But, um, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Are you telling me the revolution is coming to porn? Finally. It's happening. It's happening. Oh my God. <laughs> I do want to go back to the whole disclosing thing because like you said, it's harder when dating and I feel like it really shouldn't be. I don't understand why yeah. it's so hard to do it. And without just saying anything, one of my friends, unfortunately recently just became um, diagnosed with herpes and mm -hmm. I just wanted to console in her so much because unfortunately the way that it happened bad messy breakup involved in, you know cheating gaslighting the whole nine yards and it's like why is it that it's sometimes some of the most I don't want to like discriminate but I feel like the best people to date get burned by herpes 
And whether they come out like a phoenix and it's like, you know, they're shedding new skin or, you know, for her, I'm just seeing my friend like right now she's going through the motions, which I'm telling her to. But I'm also like reminding her it's not the end all be all. It shouldn't be the end all be all really shouldn't. No, like honestly, like for me, like dating really hasn't changed. Like it's it's not hard. Like no one's I've I don't I've been rejected like maybe once or twice and they were like not people I wanted to date anyways they weren't very smart yeah yeah <laughs> so didn't, like get it but I I truly like it's it's so scary at first because like as a society we're taught that like getting an STI is the worst thing ever and we're damaged and like this one's incurable so like there's just so much stigma surrounding it that like when you get it it's just a lot of unlearning to do about it and like once you truly like learn about it talk to other people who have it like start dating again you'll be like okay it's really like it's really not that serious would you say maybe there could be a porn movement where porn could be essentially educational especially if you are going to try to normalize the conversation of herpes and sex yeah yeah totally i so in addition to doing mainstream and only fans i'm starting to make like my own like actual like films um so my friend um yeah my friend that I actually met on hinge we had a one night stand and (gasps) I disclosed to him I was like so drunk it was I came back from a party and was like I just want to hook up with someone so I messaged him I was like hey like hey you want to hook up and I've never met this person he was like yeah so he came over we went for like a walk because I was like you're a random person (laughs) went for a walk disclosed him um and he was like super chill about it so then we like hooked up and then we just became really good friends and like we've done like shoots together he's like we have a very similar like vision and like vibe he's also like very witchy um so i asked him if he'd be down to um film like real like artsy porn so we filmed the first one two weeks ago it's almost done i'm gonna have a screening party um in new york city probably sometime in march Ooh. and so the first we did it on a new moon so it's like a like a healing ritual of like toxic relationships and i'm literally like chained to um my co-star and we're like fucking like while we're like chained up it's really hot it's really really hot and like i do reiki (laughs) during it and like there's like tarot like it's it's cool oh my god Um, so that's the first one but the one i want to do next is like a film where there's like actually like i'm disclosing and like for like maybe like a hookup or something and then we end up like fucking so I think, and then, so it will be like educational, but like people can still jack off to it. <laughs> I like that. Honestly, I yeah. feel like there needs to be more of this because I feel the more natural we can make sex and the actions and the motions that go just not just plopping on the bed, you know, kissing, making out crazily and you don't pause to disclose information. I feel like it doesn't take away. I feel like it can anticipate and build it up you know yeah tap into the sapiosexuals if you will i'm very sapiosexual you know fuck my brain first right yeah yeah i'm the same way and like even so like with disclosure it's like it opens the door for like conversation about sex like you can be like okay cool like now we're talking about like condoms and stuff now it's like all right like what are you into what are your nose so it just like leaves room just for like better conversation and better sex and stuff i love that what is like the yeah. most important thing when it comes to disclosing? How do you make that person comfortable? Like, do you just come out in the open and say it? 
do you always disclose it? Because I know you and I were kind of similar. Like we're very, we're very sexual, very open with our sexuality and owning. But do you feel the need to disclose with every hookup? Or if you had a play party, do you feel the need to always come out in the open with it? Like, how do you do it? Yeah, I, I always disclose, like I got it from a one night stand. So even though it is actually really rare to get it in that's like from a one night stand, yeah, um, it happens. So I'm super adamant about disclosing to everyone. Um, I will say on when I was filming, I filmed a few scenes in Vegas and one of the per- persons I was, people I was like um, working with also has it. So like he, like he knew blah, blah, blah. It wasn't a big deal. Um, and then one of the other like posters that I worked with, like I was just kind of like, so in like, I was like kind of nervous. It was my first time. Like I was in Vegas alone filming. Blah, blah, blah. So I ended up forgetting to disclose. So I <gasps> talked to the director after and I was like, Oh, like I, I, I for like I just that's never happened to me before I think I was just so like focused on like what was happening and then he was like he probably has it like it's fine and so I I didn't end up like but like we follow each other and like he he, I'm sure he saw I mean Um, hey that's kind of like I, I have to say that's that's not just a learning lesson but that's also just like again how normal is the conversation with that behind scenes yeah, and that's my thing because I was I was told that like on a porn set like you don't need to disclose it, so that also is another thing where I'm like it. I don't think it was like a big deal that I didn't after the fact. Although it feels very out of character for me because I'm like always like I've never no, not yeah. disclosed. Yeah. After I was really anxious about it, I was like, oh shit. Um, but again, like that's porn is is most likely like you're gonna get it. Yeah. Um, but also like I was on Valtrex for a while and didn't have any symptoms so yeah and like and like the director being like it's fine yeah. don't worry about it yeah I was like okay otherwise I would have like happily like messaged them and been like by the way I like, totally forgot to say this um I, I but- like that I like the normalcy that you gave it and I mean I'm not gonna sit up here and lie and say I've never not disclosed because I've definitely had a moment <laughs> where I had you know got caught up in the moment with somebody and afterwards, I, you know, did tell them and they were totally chill about it. Um, you know, even asked me, like, when was the last time I had an outbreak? And luckily at that time, it had been already still two years. And now moving forward, it's like I'm able to luckily catch my symptoms a little bit before the big outbreak comes. So, you know, now I just put everything at a pause, do my five days of a cyclover and then, you know, go back Good to my go. business. Yeah. 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 It just, I feel like people need to, I, I, I'm so glad that you made it very clear, you know, even with the one night stand, how rare it is. I think people should be able to feel comfortable to say it. And if you're in, I hate to like badger it, but it's like, if you are in a sex positive setting, you know, if you're at a play party or you're at an adult convention and you approach somebody and they confide in you and saying this and the first thing you're going to do is slut shame them i'm kind of like should you even be in this community to begin with i always say that i'm always like if you're at a play party and like you, you're disclosing and like someone's like no i'm like honestly like you probably shouldn't be here yeah. like the, like you have to be you literally have to be abstinent if you don't want to get herpes like you can get it in a monogamous relationship. Like if someone gets cold sores, 
they go down on you even with no cold sore present they can get it on their genitals okay so it's just like yeah (laughs) let's talk about that because i feel like that's the ongoing discussion like people think that you have to have warts or lesions down there to only get herpes and nobody talks about cold sores and it's like yeah yeah, it's so. It's, that's why whenever like the, that's why I said the two people who just like rejected me are stupid because they both had cold sores. They both are people that had cold sores. So I'm like, my dude, you already have herpes. Like it's the same thing, just a different location. Exactly. And so like you can still spread it to someone when you don't have a cold sore because of like the shedding. Um, obviously, the longer you have it, the less you shed. So, like, obviously, it would become more and more like unlikely. Um, but like, there's always a risk, and so it's the same thing with like genital herpes. And like, people think that like you always will have an outbreak, or you're like ridden with sores, or like, and that's just not true. Like, I don't really get outbreaks anymore. I don't remember the last time I had one. Maybe like six or seven months ago. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Um, and yeah, like I'll get like maybe a sore. <laughs> more, it's more for me. I'll get like nerve pain. And then I'm like, okay, I know I'm contagious. Right. Um, with my like personal like indicator. But other than that, it's just like, yeah, it's not what you see in textbooks or like what you learned when you were younger. Like it's literally no. I think I even it's like, just like yes. Yeah, I think I text you around the time my last outbreak happened, and I was like, they're saying it's like my sciatica. And then you, you know, asked me mm-hmm. in like detail, and I was like, Well, I'm feeling like a cold pain down there but there's nothing to be shown i have really sharp pain like the fact my right vulva went completely numb left vulva was fine she was she was on and kicking she was yeah she was chilling yeah. but the fact that it was like my entire right side at one point just shut down on me and they said oh it's sciatica and i'm like well i do have herpes no no there's no lesions and i'm like let me text my girl like this doesn't sound right. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of doctors are actually really uninformed about herpes, which is also makes it harder. Um, because like I've I've had people come and tell me that they're like, oh, my doctor said because I have it genitally, like I have HSV2. Mm. You could have HSV genital. A lot of people are getting HSV1 genital now. Like, yeah. Or just that, like, I don't know. There's been people who like have like what looks like a paper cut and they're like, no, that's not herpes. Like and it ends up being herpes. Exactly. You know? And that's unfortunately what happened to my friend who recently got diagnosed. They said that she had vaginismus. Then it was, mm. oh, well, you might be having the sores. So, like, we'll put you on this. And I just gave her, like, my entire prep list. You know, I told mm-hmm. her to use, um, you know, the steroid. I'm trying to think of the name right now. One of the steroid creams, you know, to help with the sores and, you know, I told her, try to get a Cyclovir or a Valtrex, whatever, you know, just have a debt. Honestly, I feel like anyone who's been diagnosed, whether it's been years, months, should always just keep a handy dandy like pillbox or something. Oh, there she goes. (laughs) (laughs) Have it on deck, y'all. No, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no information was spread. No, we we didn't see anything. <laughs> but no, like you buy my bag, always. Yeah, that's the same. Like I have it right next to my antidepressants, my birth control. I have my acyclovir, and I just yep. keep my five day supply just okay. in case. Birth Boom, control right next to it as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> same. And then we'll have my yeast infection tablets just in case. Boom. <laughs> yes. See all yeah. these things. 
I hate like the fact that again, it's 2024. You would think that the conversation would be a little bit more normalized, just a little bit. Yeah. Just. I think we're getting there a little bit. I think Maybe. so. Maybe slightly. I'm like, I feel like I'm in like a sex positive bubble where I am. So like, it's hard to say. Cause I'm like, yeah, everyone's so chill about it, but I'm like, maybe not. Maybe it's just my location. I'm trying to think I was watching something probably about a month or two ago. And I meant to text you about it because it pissed me the fuck off that it was the way that they talked about herpes. And I think it was one of the like trashy ass dating shows that I catch myself watching and hate watching. But Mm-hmm. It was like for 30 minutes, they just kept talking about herpes like it was a joke. And I'm like, y'all, we can move on to something yeah. else. This is not funny. It's funny. It's just not funny. Like, I just, yeah. Or like, there, I know on SNL, they do a lot of like herpes jokes. Yes. I know there was one, I think a few years ago where Timothy Chalamet was on it. And his, they actually did a good job because they were like, did like a herpes thing but then they were like but it's okay because like everybody has it and like that was the punchline so like that's good yeah um but yeah most of the time it's just like stupid and not funny no it's just you know the the way that it's so tied in with misogyny especially it's like it's never the guys that have herpes it's always the girls and it's always which is funny because it's easier to get herpes from a penis than it is from a vulva (sighs) I've been telling people this for years. Okay. Unfortunately, fellas, y'all are going to know about an STD, STI before us because your dip, your dick is flapping out in the winds. I don't know how to say it, you know, internal versus external. Yeah. Like you'll see it. You'll see it right there. (laughs) And also it's like, where do you think these women are getting herpes from my dude? From you. (laughs) And then if you say like, well, what if I'm lesbian or gay? Well, honey, Still can happen. <laughs> All right. Happen. Y'all are eating ass. People are eating ass. Random ass. That's what I don't understand. <laughs> the random ass eating. Random ass eating and... <sighs> I can't. I drunkenly did it on a one night stand and, and it was like unexpected one night stand. So I in the morning I was like, yikes. <laughs> was the booty hole and clean? A, I, don't, I don't... I don't it doesn't turn me on to do it if someone wants me to do it i'll do it yeah and like same i don't, I don't care for it but if someone wants to do it on me by all means go for it um because you know where yeah, your ass I, has been you know where your ass has been yeah and like it was like someone like who like came from work too and i hooked up with them and i'm like they didn't it's not like they showered so i'm like yeah sorry that's like really gross <laughs> well this is listen like i said it's a horny for horror that that is a horror like, story that's the horror story and then he ghosted me also I was like that's the horror story not you yeah so you gave him the nice yum yum chocolate yum yum yeah and he just ghosted we also had like all night like it was fun like I had him take like photos of me for OnlyFans like like, we were being like yeah it was hot I like he like fingered me at the the bar we were at like it was hot um but yeah it's it's fine he yeah I'm not I'm not pressed he, but although he does work around the corner from my apartment. Oh, damn. It's not <laughs> like, like a, a shitty restaurant. It's at a shitty restaurant. So it's like, I'm not going to go there. Okay. I was going to say, that would be very awkward. I can already like see it. New York, going to get your bagel or your coffee. Whatever you New Yorkers do, you know, in the mornings. Yeah. <laughs> then you got to see this man. <laughs> and now he, yeah, he works at like a really shitty, like 
restaurant that like a lot of young people go to because they have like a really cheap happy hour but it's just not good oh so see, no so yeah he's yeah dismissed i haven't seen him this is like six months ago probably so i haven't seen him there we i don't go. even remember his name it doesn't matter no yeah. it doesn't matter you know it's a horror story yeah. it's gone in the winds poof like a fart it's gone it's gone it's gone <laughs> i think my only like herpes related hookup story is it's not even a hookup i had to literally cancel my date with my girlfriend's boyfriend who i sometimes date and mm-hmm. it's like we rarely get that moment together so when we do it's like oh god damn it's like first time energy all the time so the fact that like i was in pain my last outbreak and i had to just like painfully tell him like it's not gonna happen tonight i can't do this because like i would have already been broken by him just like that's what he's notorious for you know mm-hmm. but no i was completely just like no this is a horror movie like i'm i have all this sexual energy pent up i was excited for my day and all of a sudden boom i feel something and then i'm like no i'm sick no it's an outbreak canceling all outbreak. oh uh, the worst it is i honestly don't think i've had an outbreak when i was about to have sex ever <gasps> oh girl be thankful <laughs> Yeah, knock on wood, knock on wood. I think one time I had, I was like, oh, I kind of have symptoms. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh, like, thanks for telling me. And then, like, I just, like, sucked his dick for hours kind of thing. Like, we did other stuff. Yeah. It's like that. So there's things you can do. There are things. I think I call it, it like, titty fucking, titty fucking and hand jobbing. Yeah. You know, today. Yeah, That's it's like, what it is. Day at yeah. That point. yeah, which is fun. <sighs> or, like, nothing's. <laughs> Oh, man. I think another one was I had a three-way lined up. Three-way was lined up, and I had to just, like, respectfully decline. And I was like, you can go fuck. I can just listen in the corner, kind of be, like, you know, Uh, cuckolded for a second there. It's uh, fine. But no. It was just, mm. Yeah, I've had, like, the worst so far. It's just, like, whether I'm having a date night, a three-way, or just I just want some good old-fashioned you know polyamorous but monogamous style sex boom an outbreak happens go figure no yeah and it's only been this year it's only been this year which is crazy i feel like probably a lot of stress is doing it yes like working a lot yes you know you know my work schedule is it's hectic yeah that makes sense that checks out it's (laughs) yeah it's been chaotic but like this is you to like assess like your life and be like okay like i'm getting a lot of outbreaks so i'm stressed like what are ways i can like de-stress or like i'm going out too much like for me it's like stress and like lack of sleep and partying and yeah this last weekend i was stuff it was like mostly stuff for work but mm-hmm. i was like like i'm i'm like i'm surprised i haven't gotten an outbreak yet because i got like three hours of sleep on Saturday. Wood. yeah i that's how i feel like i've been sleep deprived for the past couple of months and you know, I'm always monitoring what I'm eating, like the popcorn. I always monitor that because that's like now my guilty pleasure. It never was before, but popcorn oh, and chips. I'm a popcorn hoe. Like I, <laughs> it's so, but you can put like nutritional yeast on it and that has lysine so that can kind of like balance it a bit. Right. But I thought lysine also can fluctuate it too, can it? No, it's arginine. That's like the the trigger. Okay. Not for everyone, right. but like for some people, 
food is a trigger, like it's arginine, lysine helps counteract it. So as long as you're like balancing it, mm -hmm. I think that should. Oh, need to go get okay. me some active use, y'all. And not just for my oh, own yeah. product. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best. Um, also, here's another thing that I was like looking on my uh, research. Because again, I wanted to dive deep more into the herpes you going into porn let's talk about that too how are you feeling yeah. after your first scenes like on truthfully feel, honestly how do you feel yeah so i did four scenes in vegas in 48 hours and i also had a one night stand while i was there so when i tell you on the plane ride home i i had to take a red eye knock the fuck out I was so sore. Like <laughs> she's glowing, y'all. Yeah. Oh my God. And like I also the first scene I got cream pied and I just got back on birth control to so I can like film and feel safe. And so I haven't been cream pied in years. And I was like, I'm going to get a yeast infection. And I got like the meanest yeast infection when I got back. But oh, I was no. so prepared for it. Like I knew it was going to happen. So I was just I was like, yep, I'm going to go to the doctor on this day. I'll get some Diflucan. and I'll be fine. And like when they, I went to the doctor and they were like, oh, do you want us to like swab it and check? I was like, no, it's, it's a yeast infection. Just give me the medication for it. <laughs> and they were like, okay. okay. <laughs> um, well, it's like you, so you do know your body. Physically, pull a little bit. Um, but I had a lot of like self-care stuff planned. Like, um, well, even while I was filming, I like had like my like UTI stuff. Um, I had like BV. I never get BV, but I had like BV suppositories ready. So like I, physically, I was like ready. I was mentally. I feel like I'm in like a very good place mentally in terms of like actually doing it. I I'm like 29. I feel like I'm established with like myself, and I feel really grounded. I think if I was 18 and doing this, I probably would feel like really flustered, maybe, and like whatnot but I feel good I will say a few days before I went some of my family members found out that I'm um making spicy content uh and I think there was a little shock there more than anything so I was in kind of a weird mindset when I was going and felt a little bit anxious um and I'm planning on telling family soon the rest of my family soon um, because I, I saw that my first scene is up on Pornhub now. <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, I didn't realize it was going to be out this soon. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like yeah. they're probably going to find out. Um, and I don't think they're going to like love it. I don't, you know, as expected, but I right. think explaining like what, like why I feel passionate about it. I'm very safe. And like all, all of that, I think we'll be okay and you know if not we'll go from there it, it's definitely a different hurdle and I do thank you for you know finding a safe space to confide I didn't want to push the envelope in in talking about this with you you know to the world because mm -hmm. this is a lot you know you're still going through the emotions you're still very fresh and new in this industry mm -hmm. but if you don't mind me asking and you can feel free to say you know I don't want to talk about that, but do you find it a little bit harder or easier that your family knows 
about the porn versus did they know about you being safe slut with heartbeats? Have you found like similarities of the reactions or the reactions a little bit more harsh because now you are in front of the camera? Yeah, I feel well, so far only two family members know out of seven. Okay. So I still have some some more disclosing to do. Um, so I'm not I'm not sure how like that's gonna go. I'm planning on telling my mom this week. Um so yeah, that will be a thing. I'm like gonna I'm like planning on tomorrow like writing out like what I wanna say exactly. Um and it's just hard just feeling like misunderstood when it's like we know we're not doing anything wrong like we know like the sexual empowerment like all of it like so much goes into it Mm -hmm. um but like who don't know about the industry have all of these like thoughts about it when they know nothing about it um like I've heard like the like oh like what about like porn is like just child trafficking and I'm like well that's not porn Mm -hmm. first off or like what about when like this kid sees it I'm like well one like kids are going to see porn they shouldn't and like, what a better way for like maybe someone like younger in my family, like I can have a discussion about like porn literacy with them and they can actually have like a better understanding of it and use it like safely when they're of age. <laughs> um, Cause it's like, none of us, like we don't want kids to be watching this. It's adult no. content for exactly. like, and, and like there are like certain like things on there that like, yeah seeing it at a young age like that might be like really confusing like something like maybe really rough and you're like oh that's what people want in real life and like that's not always the case so it's just like having more open discussions about it I feel like I'm rambling off (laughs) no Um, no you are speaking facts because I I totally relate with you um you know I you and I we have come to know each other you know all outside of our web personalities but I'm very close with my family and I would feel the same way you know I would hope that now my cousins who have gone through the notions with me, you know, finding out I worked in porn behind the scenes and that how openly sexual I am and being polyamorous, you know, that they see like a safe space in me to come to, you know, if they start thinking about any of these things relating to sex and sexuality and fluidity, if you will. So it's good. Because it's so important to talk about and like we'll shy away from it because like, I don't know I grew up Catholic so like talking about sex is like that's not a thing and like even with like one of my young nieces she's at the age where she's learning about like periods and stuff and like my sister-in-law had me read um a book by Sonia Renee Taylor mm-hmm. um she did like the body is on an apology she yes. wrote a kid's book <gasps> yeah it's it was such a great book and they even talk about herpes in it um and it's like very age appropriate where it's like they're not talking about sex yet it's just like body changes and periods and like in in it through a body positive lens i like oh was like crying reading i'm like this book is so beautiful for kids do you um, mind sending so me that like, afterwards because i definitely have yeah. to find this yeah it's awesome and i felt like so honored that like my sister-in-law asked me to read it to her because she knew that like that's my like forte like i'm i'm comfortable talking about this where like it's i mean it's it's it makes sense that like a parent doesn't want to talk to their kids about sex and stuff like it is kind of like a weird thing to talk about with your kid and yeah, so like my family does know about Safe Slut, so like they're down with that. So I think it's sort of like this just feels like an extension of Safe Slut and like it's just like innate to my like feminism, my life as like a sex positive person and like 
destigmatizing sex taboos like it just feels like really important to me and like so like them knowing about safe slut and like me selling sex toys and like the things i post on instagram like i don't i think it's like it will make the conversation when i do tell them easier because i don't think they'll be like particularly surprised yeah they did know i worked porn company um a few years ago doing social media so i think they already know i'm kind of like in that world um so I think, I, I mean, my hope is just that the, they their concern is just my safety and me reassuring them that I'm like very safe. No, honestly, so. I am just sending you all the good vibes because that's all I want people to ever understand is that at the end of the day, people who work in the sex business, whether they're a pornographer, a director, an activist like yourself, who is now getting into, you know, being in front of the camera, I myself, I I would like to say that I'm an advocate, you know, who works behind the scenes, but also someone that people can come to for resource. And I'm glad that I was able to connect you with a safe space of mine that I knew, like, you know, would hopefully, you know, make sure everything is okay. And I hope that moving forward, that's what your family does see, because that's all we really, truly want at the end of the day. You know, our parents. Yeah. And that's hard. Like, I feel like being as a kid I feel like I was always like really misunderstood in terms of like I've always been like openly slutty and like getting in trouble for like playing strip poker at a party or like (laughs) stuff like that but it's like stuff that I'm like growing up like where I was told like sex is wrong and I should wait till marriage like it was so confusing to me because I'm like but I want to just make out with my boyfriend and like suck his dick in a movie theater like why is that wrong like we're both consenting right and um and like just it, it was just like so hard and now being an adult where I'm like I'm literally turning 30 this year and I'm like it shouldn't be this big thing like I'm like a a grown woman who is making my own decisions like it and like so that's what it's like a a big thing but I'm like from a big Italian Catholic family so it's very like you know we are the Catholic girls we are the Catholic girls gone so wrong but yet so right I think that's what it is (laughs) people are always the horniest like like I, I was the Catholic girl who didn't do the anal thing, but honey, I did everything else. And I'm like, and I went to church. I kid y'all not for 12 years. Y'all can do the math. I used to go to church like two to three times a week for 12 fucking wow. years. Okay. Yeah. I, I made my enough. confirmation. Like, you know, <laughs> and I was like pretty religious in high school. Like I was still like into it. And then I went to college and then was like, oh, Okay. It's not real. Yep. Unless, unless like it's fine to like whatever you have your faith. I personally am like, it's not for me. Yeah. Um but, college yeah. was your rum springer if it was, you know, in the Puritan, uh not Puritan, fucking Amish community. There we go. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. I was I was watching well, I was watching something with like it was like a horror movie that was like in like the Amish community and I'm like damn I would love to be Amish though because it just looks like so calm like you're just like churning butter uh, come on now minus the and like yeah because if I if like, I think it's the same it's horror movie butter. yeah I don't know I forget what horror is I forget but most of those horror movies that do start off with like the purest culture where it's all nice and calm they get into the most fucked up situations so do you really yeah. want to be put in that that's true. That's true. Well, it's funny. I, when I was in Vegas. Um, my hotel was right next to this erotic museum, and I was like, "Perfect, yeah, I'm gonna go." Um, so there was this one, um, one area where they had a bunch of like politicians and like um religious like leaders, and like it, their photo with like next to them 
like all of the charges they had like sexual charges of like abuse or like cheating on their partner or like whatever like and and it was the thing where it's like the people who like promote all of this like being pure and whatever are usually the most like fucked up oh yeah whereas like actually open are like into like consent and like all like whatever so it's just funny that it's like of course people who are like trying to ban porn are probably the most like sick people ever (laughs) that's why i said i cannot wait to have like the government's black books of like every politician's black book just be discovered like sydney leathers was on to something shout out to her um you know talking about uh what was his name anthony weinstein or wiener anthony wiener weiner Yes. yes, the guy who was posting nudes, I think. Yes, and they were sex pan- um she was on Sex Panther at the time, which was like a texting service. But like Okay. Yeah, one politician like give me all the politicians. I want all y'all dirty laundry cuz y'all are the most filthiest, nastiest, yet you're telling us what to do with our fucking bodies. Make it make sense. Yes, and they're the ones like paying for abortions for their their mistresses. Their mistresses, you know. It's bullshit. That's why that's why this work does also feel like super important in addition to it just being like fun and hot and like a great way to make money. Like it's super important. Like, even though it might seem like people might not like see that at face value, but like it really is. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. So as we wrap this up, I mean, I swear to God, we never have enough time for each other. And I love this. Now that I know that you're doing a screening in March though, like I might have to uh, make a little trip. Uh, I might need to come to the East Coast. Like, we have to make this happen. Yeah. And I'm already. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. Like that and like some of my like other mainstream scenes that I've done. Like, that's just so funny to me that I'm just going to like have a party and like we're we're watching my porn tonight. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Listen, I'm all about supporting my friends. Like, listen, buy your porn. You know, make sure you support your whole friends. Like whatever they do, support support your whole friends. That's really what it's all about. To. You have to. You absolutely have to. So yeah, my friends and I were watching my scene. We were at a diner eating apple pie, and she was just sitting there, like watching the full twenty five minutes. <laughs> okay, I, I would like to QC the scene. Make sure it's all sexy. I mean, I got some little snapshots, uh, yeah. and I was like, God damn, that's a, whew, that's a, yes. <laughs> I would love to. Um, I, I just want to support everything that you do. I'm just so proud of you. And I really, mm-hmm. truly think that you are trying to not just trying. I think you are. I think a revolution of Cassie Black of Safe Slut is really coming in. And I cannot I can't wait to see what happens in the next like five years of where this will be. You know, will herpes finally come out of this like mainstream pariah and into like a world of positivity you know positive people like shout out to you know courtney brahm brain brahm mm-hmm. yeah i don't know yeah i was <laughs> i'm always so bad with his last name brain yeah he's also moving to the city um soon as well so yes everyone everyone's there but that's the other thing too is like now that i'm doing porn i'm like fuck, do i have to move to vegas or la and i'm like Yes. I don't have a license. I'm like, I don't want to leave New York City. But I'm like, hopefully, like, I can just get flown out. Hopefully. Yes. Ooh. You know? Come on, y'all. Y'all want some Cassie? Yeah. Fly her out. Browsers, fly me out, please. <laughs> I mean, LA is, uh, we're ready for you. You know, we've been ready for yeah. you over here. So, come on. Bring ass. I would 
love to. Yes. Yeah. Where can Soon. the people find you? So I am the Cassie Black and safe.slut on Instagram. I'm the Cassie Black on OnlyFans and Twitter. And my other Twitter is safe underscore slut. And then my shop is safe slut.shop. Those are like the main socials Perfect. in addition to everything. And yeah. of course, you know, if you guys, you know, just have a little hard of hearing issues, don't worry. All the links to get your fix is going to be in the bio of this episode. So make sure you read all the details or just watch the end of the credits and you can see everything where you can get my girl at. Oh my gosh, what's coming up for Sapphire Zero Play? I don't know because you know what? March is around the corner. Yes, we're taping this in February, but we are releasing this in March. But your girl's been busy and I am trying to give you guys more visual content, so stay tuned. But I can tell you that safe sex is the best hot sex. You can reach me at MsRadioSapphire.com, at MsRadioSapphire on Instagram, at Sapphire Zero Play on Instagram. And again, safe sex is the best hot sex. Till next time. Good night. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Want some eargasms of the past and future? Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms.